Welcome back to Red Rank Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show. On today's episode, I'm very proud to be joined by May from Dead by Daylight, Senior Influencer Manager for Dead by Daylight. So it's a really big deal. We talked about a lot of things, including the LGBTQIA2S plus community and Dead by Daylight and gaming in general. Uh, we talked about video games like Dragon Age, the Mass Effect games, and of course the thirst factor of the DVD community. It's a really fun conversation. I hope you get a lot out of it. I know that I felt really good about the future of just knowing that there are really good people working for behavior on the game Dead by Daylight. So I'm super excited to present this conversation with May. I hope you enjoy. And as always, if you appreciate the episode, please leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening on and share it with your friends. It really does help the algorithm. And I thank you very much. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Today is a very special episode because I'm joined by May from Behavior. I think that's your full name, right? May from Behavior. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> that's the official name. <laughs> that's right. Uh, May pronouns are she, her. She's the influencer manager at Behavior for Dead by Daylight. Uh, May, welcome in. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a real honor because... We actually met through uh, the Four Directions stream team. Um, yeah. My, fr my friend Witchy Twitchy put together a Discord of like Native American and Native Canadian streamers. And we all said, hey, you know, Twitch forgot about us during Native American Heritage Month. Let's put out a video of our own where they would, on, on like the same style as like the way Twitch celebrates other groups. So we put out a video. And I think it's at like 110,000 views right now on Twitter. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really cool. It made it's the a rounds. Lot. <laughs> it did. And you were actually one of the people who reached out and said, hey, you know, I appreciate your video. Can we have a chat sometime? So yeah. um, we invited you over to our Discord. We had a nice conversation that was just really beautiful and empowering for those of us native content creators who who create content for dead by daylight. So, um, yeah, it was really meaningful. And I just want to thank you on, for myself and on behalf of, of mm. the team for, for reaching out. That was really meaningful. You're, you're going to make me cry straight off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, it was, it was absolutely my honor and pleasure to reach out. And it, it's something that I've had my eye on for a while. I myself above is a, am of mixed descent. She makes right. seats. Um, mm -hmm. I have the French Canadian and a bit of indigenous as well. And I've always okay. been, um, you know, supporting that community however I can. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I saw Witchy Twitchy's post, I was like, oh my God. And then I was watching the video and it was through watching the video that I saw there were so many DVD streamers. And I was like, mm -hmm. how do I not know this? And how can I support them? So yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> I left the message basically being like, please DM me. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. I did see the original tweet. That was really cool. Yeah, it's, you know, one of the greatest things that I get to do as an influencer manager is find these voices, you know, mm -hmm. and whatever I can do to help amplify and uplift, like, honestly, my pleasure. And it's really great to be here as well. Yeah, thank you. And and uh, yeah, it's been it's been incredibly beautiful. And through the stream team, I've been able to get to know a lot more 
Native American and Native Canadian content creators. And it's just been, it's been a real, real joy and uh, mm-hmm. a good feeling. So I'm curious, like in your, in your role at behavior, what, what's a day in the life of May? Like, like what, what do you, what's your, uh, let me put you on the spot. I'm, oh pretend I'm your boss and <laughs> performance <laughs> review time. <laughs> I literally so, just had one. <laughs> oh, did you really? Oh no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, yeah. I actually like them. Um, yeah. So a day in the life of an influencer manager is, really hard to define because it can be so radically different. Right. Um, so there are times where it's, you know, checking out and vetting content creators to join the Fog Whisper program or to give the t-shirts for to shirt my survivor people. Um, a lot of the time it's content planning, it's live stream organizing. Um, I've worked on Into the Fog and Into the Rainbow. Those are influencer right. management's babies. Um, and, and also my baby. <laughs> oh, cool. And uh, yeah, so it can be live streams. It can be live events. Uh, we do go to TwitchCon and PAX and do some networking there. It can be hosting and throwing parties for our content creators. It can be uh, just scrubbing social media to see what trends are, see how we can capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. Um, going one-on-one with all my fog whispers to see what sort of hidden talents people have that we can use. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, cool. Okay. You know, streamers are great and I love supporting streamers, but almost every streamer has like a secret hidden talent in there and, and right. like figuring out what it is and then yeah. finding a way to showcase that as well. So. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a big part of content creation is not even realizing the talents that you have. Like yeah. so many people are sitting on like incredible talents and um, some people do capitalize on these things. Like I know, one of the folks in our our stream team, Marmar, uh, he's very good, like film editor. So he does like really cool edits for his content, but that's also like what he does in his nine to five. So he's able to apply that in all aspects of his life. So that's that's really amazing. Yeah, it's now, awesome. So much talent. Like it, I'm always completely bewildered by the amount of talent content creators have because. A lot of you are, you know, you're the talent, uh, mm-hmm. you're the social media team, oh, yeah. uh, you are the graphic designer, you yeah. are the editor. So it's just, yeah, it's 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 wild to see the sheer amount of talent and I really like finding it so I can show it to other people. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So uh, when did you join Behavior? Oh, it's been about two years now. Um, okay. The first chapter I worked on was All Kill. Um, so okay. it has a special place in my heart, but oh, yeah, awesome. I was February of, oh, I can't do math. I'm about to embarrass 2020? myself. Yes. 2020. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be right. Yeah. That's cool. So, and, uh, I just wanted to mention too, you mentioned like the, uh, into the fog and mm-hmm. uh, the pride events and, and such, like, I, I think you, I think you mentioned in our conversation and just now that's like couple of your baby projects right yeah so into the fog predates me um Mm -hmm. it was actually uh created by obviously a a great team but um the only influence manager that was here before me was uh this well she's still there why am i talking like past tense (laughs) (laughs) she's my boss and she's amazing she's gabs um that was her baby and then when i came in i was like i really want to do one for pride so into the rainbow Mm -hmm. was actually my first 
big project okay. on Dead by Daylight. I sort of came mm. in. I assisted with the All Kill chapter. I was doing some brainstorming. And I was like, what do we do for Pride? And mm-hmm. the year before, we had supported Stream Queens, which is another amazing uh, stream team that we love and we oh, love yeah. supporting. Um, mm. And I was like, well, what if we do something like bigger? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was basically my nosedive into the deep end of influencer management. So I used like the framework that existed for Into the Fog, but I made it exclusively queer content creators. That's amazing. That, that's really beautiful. And while we're on the topic, I, I wanted to tell you a quick story yes! about like the the pride charms and like the, the community that we have. Like there's such a strong uh, LGBTQIA2S plus community in Dead by Daylight and through Dead by Daylight, I kind of realized that I'm bisexual and <gasps> ca- came out as a result of the Pride Charm. <laughs> Congratulations. So, yeah, thank you. That was, I think it was last year or the year before. And uh, yeah, there, there was, I was taking a lot of flack in my TikTok for people. People were like, oh, the charm though. You're wearing the charm. Like, it's so cringe. And I'm like. And I was like really upset. Like I was upset. Like I was like in the verge of tears. And I was like, "Why is this bothering so- me so much?" And then I just started reflecting. And like I was like, "Well, you know, I, I, I don't really hide the fact that I'm attracted to more than one gender, mm-hmm. and I've never really put a label on it." And it, it, it just, it's, it was just incredibly empowering to have the support system of the Dead by Daylight community. And to be able to feel good while wearing a charm. So oh. that was uh, that was a really cool moment for me. That brings such joy to my heart because like the team has always been extremely passionate about supporting our LGBTQIA2S plus creators. But it's like that was one way that we kind of like took them and put them in the forefront. And the charm was a beautiful um, collaboration of multiple teams to make it happen. And then we did the progress pli- pride charm. The year mm-hmm. after, right. along yeah. with um, all of our LGBT emotes for Better Twitch TV. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, I, I love those. I, <laughs> I think it's incredible. And uh, yeah, it's just, I can tell that, um, yeah, whenever I'm in other streamers' streams or in mine, like I I, I think it's like um, we can just be ourselves and just be <laughs> happy and like express ourselves freely and uh, without judgment like not not 100% without judgment because there's like some <laughs> some cringe people out there mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's just it's just a really nice feeling and I just wanted to thank you and everybody at the team like anybody who's worked on it be sure to you know, oh, give I them a pat them. on the back and say hey <laughs> one of the best parts about my job is when I'm on social media or I'm in people's streams like being able to clip those moments and give them mm-hmm. back to the team because for every me there's like dozens if not hundreds of people behind me helping me with these initiatives so when i say things are like mine i actually mean like i Mm -hmm. pushed the ball but then we all kind of started rolling it up and down the hill because you don't you don't exist in a void in Mm -hmm. um game development and that's one of the really beautiful things about it but yeah i'm absolutely going to tell them that as soon as i'm done i'm going to be like right on (laughs) (laughs) that's cool so you must have to be you must have to have your ear close to the ground when it comes to the dead by daylight community like in terms of i i want to talk about something that's a little sticky like in terms of the let's say the negative energy people put out there Mm -hmm. like how do you respond when you see 
people using terms they shouldn't be using when they're talking about either a content creator or a character in the game. And what can you do about that? Like, is there anything? Well, I mean, safety and creating a safe space has always been a priority for us and the team. And um, every time that we have the opportunity to work with a new tool to make it safer, we do. Um, like the way we implemented the chat filter, which is not right. flawless, but we're trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, like everyone's been working really, really hard. And there's a bunch of things on the back end. And it's, um, you know, you just do what you can. You you mute terms. Uh, you hide things that are offensive. We've been also, the community team has put an amazing amount of time and effort into moderation of a lot of our posts. Like for Pride, okay. we have moderators that go through and will take away some of the more negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like people on the internet are going to internet. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, we try to cultivate and cull as much of it as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think, uh, I think that from what I've witnessed, like y'all have done a, a terrific job with that. Like I've tuned into the events and mm-hmm. yeah, there are some people who just say the <laughs> worst things and it's like, well, what's your, what do you hope to get out of this? Like by being weird, but at the same time for every one message I see like that, I see a hundred like beautiful, positive messages from people who are there to support the people in the community. and Yeah. Uh, and honestly, our team of moderators are amazing. Like sometimes when I'm in there, because I'm, I'm helping direct the stream, I have my mm-hmm. chat and I have all these other things. And like, as soon as I see something come up, yeah. moderator nukes it. And I think it, it, it's really important to protect the chat and protect the streamers that are participating um, as much as possible. Because uh, like I said, people people can be jerks. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Now, one thing I was curious about as well is something that I think myself and a lot of people in the gaming community are not aware of. Like, how did y'all manage through the pandemic, like still putting out DLC and updates? Like, there's got to be a lot of moving parts in, yeah. in that kind of operation. Well, I mean... I know that our our president, like the CEO of Behavior, Rami Racine, he actually did a talk on work from home models, and um, we're so dedicated to it now that we're we're all hybrid. Um, we okay. can all work from home or the office or a combination of both. So um, they definitely found a way to make it work for my team, like that that I'm on that I can speak to directly. We do things mm-hmm. like we have like drop in hours where people can go and just hang out and play games or oh, cool. uh, we have like scrums in the morning where we all kind of stand up and say what we're saying, what we're doing for the day. So we yeah. can unblock each other, help each other out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of communication. And I think in some ways it helped our processes mm-hmm. because you couldn't, everyone had to have visibility on everything. You know, because we couldn't just go over to someone else's desk and like tap them on the shoulders and be like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know what that's like as an IT guy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I miss the IT guys. (laughs) (laughs) I I do. I hope they got paid like hazard pay or something because when we were all setting up our VPNs and trying to get stuff figured out at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they gave us like a 26 page beautifully instructed PDF and I still struggled. <laughs> oh no, yeah, it's tough. Like, yeah, myself I'm I'm an IT guy and sometimes I struggle with those things because there're mm-hmm. like so many steps and 
things can go wrong. You'll get an error message that's not listed on the document. And yeah, I, but yeah, I've definitely, uh, I'm mostly work from home, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I, as much as I love my coworkers, I don't really miss the drive-bys that we call them like, Hey, you know, I got this thing, this error message popping up when I do this. Can you help me? And I'm like, in the middle of something, I'm like, I sure I'll help you. And then like, I'm getting pulled in like three different directions. And yeah, I, I know that whenever I'm physically in the office and I go by our IT section, like it, it's always, there's always a certain element of chaos in there. Mm. And I'm always like, am I bothering you? Is oh. it okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah because like yeah nobody goes to the it person to say hey how's your day going like it's, yeah hey you know i can't log into my system uh, <laughs> i'm <laughs> well, locked out again <laughs> by whenever i'm there just to say hi to everyone because, oh that's cool like, well it qa a lot of these positions are really like the unsung heroes they're like the spine mm-hmm. of game development and mm-hmm. it, it's it's important to show appreciation and it also means that when shit goes horribly wrong on my pc someone's there to help me <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> Now, I just wanted to rewind the clock mm-hmm. a little bit because you, uh, I'm sorry, you worked at BioWare before you worked at yes. Behavior mm-hmm. and you worked on games like Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Yes. Uh, how was that experience? And Oh my God, that was amazing. Um, so I am a through and through RPG nerd. Like I started okay. off with like AD&D tabletop and then I got into oh, cool. like um, role-playing games through that, like classic Diablo, um, Planescape Torment, Baldur's Gate, all of that stuff. So like, okay, they were basically like my first game company that I fell in love with. And they were oh, like, cool. the pan ultimate, this is exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I actually met a lot of the developers through cosplay and conventions and things like that. And then when a position for community specialists opened up in Montreal, I was like, mm-hmm. I'll just try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? I'll just try and see. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I got the job and it was a really incredible learning experience. Um, mm-hmm. I got to work on all of the titles except for the Old Republic that actually has a separate team. Okay, I get you. And yeah, it was it was pretty incredible. That was my my uh, first foray into game development. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I saw that and I got really excited because I did play a lot of those games. And yeah, um, yeah Mass Effect, I remember it had a really special place in my heart because me and my friends would play it and we'd all like kind of watch each other. Like this is like before there was Twitch. It was like yeah. Twitch when Twitch was IRL. It was like, Hey man, I'm going to sit on the couch and watch you play Mass Effect. So that my, was. Uh, <laughs> my ex and I would have a similar thing where we'd have schedules of when I was playing and when oh, they were playing. Right? Cause yeah. I would always want to creep. Like I'd be like, I need to know what decisions you made yeah. so I can yeah. judge you for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, and the shock and terror as they choose a different path mm-hmm. as you, and that's so I have much fun. A really good friend that actually just played through the end of Mass Effect Two for the first time. Okay, and uh, he's a streamer, and I sat there like I was just like screaming at him the entire time he was no doing way. the suicide run. I was like, <laughs> "Dude, no!" Like, oh no, <laughs> it was so bad. Like he turned around, and he just reloaded it instantly, and I think. He two more times Uh, but i'm like it's okay everyone does that everyone does that i think i'm the only person that did not rewind that because i was actually like okay Uh, with my outcome but yeah oh yeah yeah i find that with games like that i like to just accept my fate no matter how much it hurts like Mm -hmm. i remember detroit become human human was one of my favorite games i ever streamed because there was a point 
I don't want to spoil it. Have you played? No, I played. I played, and um, I also watched uh, my partner play through it on Twitch. It was actually one of my favorite games to watch on Twitch, just because like I was absolutely mind boggled by the amount of choice and the amount of different ways it could go. So Mm -hmm. do not worry about spoiling it for me. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So you know how near the end you're um, there's like combat and fighting and like. Mm -hmm. All this stuff, mayhem going on. I, I lost like almost my entire team at that point. And, like, <laughs> I was like, charge forward, <laughs> kill them. And uh, I lost everybody essentially. And my my buddies were just watching in pure terror as all of their favorite characters are dying. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just, I, it's it's just the way it played out. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm a bit of a diehard role player too, like because I came to video games from tabletop and people right. will um, laugh at how seriously I'll take it. And I'll be like, okay. no, my character would do this. And then yeah. I, I stick to it um, to the point where it's absolutely a fault, but uh, it oh, gets no, me I'm... some fun places. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So you, you've you mentioned like you were, you were really into cosplay and tabletop. Like mm-hmm. has that always been a part of, part of your life? Yeah, um, I'm what I used to call like a second generation nerd where uh, I was I grew up in a very, very nerdy household and um, it was just sort of like something that had always been a part of my life. So I never Mm -hmm. thought it was like weird or anything. But uh, yeah, like my dad started taking me to conventions when I was a little girl to meet my favorite Star Trek characters. Like one of my earliest memories is meeting. Um, Michael Dorn and Marina Sirtis from TNG. Okay. I remember being at Toronto Trek when they like announced Deep Space Nine was a thing. Like, Whoa. I... <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's been something that's always been a part of me. It's how I connect with people. When I was in university, I was in the sci, I was in like the sci-fi club, mm. um, things like that. So yeah, it's always been a huge part of my life. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, because I've noticed like I it, I took a like a bit of a deep dive into like your content, <laughs> like your Twitch streams and uh, everything I could find, and I I could see you have a really deep background in cosplay and content creation. Like I I see you're a very artistic person. Yeah, and um, I just I I can always appreciate when somebody expresses themselves artistically, whether it's cosplay you do always like really cool makeup stuff I, yeah, I've noticed. I, love, I love makeup and prosthetics it's one of my favorite things yeah yeah so that's really cool yeah my friend I had a friend on here previously her name's Slushy mm-hmm. and she actually started out as like a makeup um content creator she would do like tutorials and stuff and now her focus is dead by daylight but she mm-hmm. still incorporates that into her content and I'm like yeah that I, I love seeing that kind of thing because that's just a really cool creative aspect that I really like to see. Like I saw your, you also, you also do some painting, right? And yeah. So the, the, the origin story of me is uh, I actually went to school for illustration and design. Okay. Um, I did that in Sejap and then in university, I went on to do creative art education and art therapy. Um, which I didn't actually finish because I got a tattoo apprenticeship, but then I worked as a tattoo artist for 10 years. <laughs> oh, no way. Wow. Yeah. So cool. um, the illustration and the art and everything, that was like my day job for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cosplay became like the creative outlet to art because art, I don't know if you have, if you ever had this, but like 
I mean, you must have it with streaming. When mm. you're in a creative profession and, and it's something that you love, but what you love also becomes your job. Sometimes right. you have these moments where you're like, well, I can't just play this for fun because I need to be streaming this. Oh, um, yeah. I had a lot of that when it came to my art where I was like, well, I can't oh, okay. be painting this for fun because I have yeah. like this this tattoo that I need to draw for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So um, cosplay became my creative outlet where I was like, oh, yeah. well, I'll just make things and then I'll take vacations and paint myself green and wander <laughs> around. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But I met all of my best friends that way. And it was oh, actually cool. um, stunning to see how well all my illustration training served mm-hmm. me in cosplay. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I saw some really cool pictures and I think you were uh, at least one or two characters for Mass Effect. And, yeah. Uh, it's been many years since I've played them. So I'm a little rusty on the characters, but I was I was really impressed. I was like, Thank you. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> um, now, oh, oh, and you've—I you've, saw you even have made your own T-shirts and stuff like that yeah. too. Do you ever make T-shirts for friends? Yeah, I—I I mean, I've done anything that you can think of that involves like changing something and making something else i've done it like i went through this phase where i was making custom controllers for my friends where i do like custom paint jobs on them i've made t-shirts for people Mm -hmm. um i've yeah i just i i like making things and i make too many things and i feel like Uh, you reach like this point of saturation in your home where like i feel like if i hoard everything i make i -hmm. don't I stop making things. So I give them right. away. <laughs> I oh, make okay. them for people. I'm like, here, oh, this is awesome. yours now. This is yours now. I just hoist my wares onto them. They have yeah. no choice. <laughs> well, I'm sure people appreciate that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, when it comes to like uh, the appreciation of knowing what goes into putting together a good cosplay, like how much does that mean to you when you see people dressing up as Claudette or Serena or like, spirit and stuff like that it's it's pretty um it's pretty humbling sometimes you know to be on the other side and realize that there are people that are that inspired by what your whole company and your team has been making mm-hmm. um it, it's one of my favorite things like i i love going around and seeing people's cosplays and searching the hashtags and stuff and now that in-person events are starting up again like i cannot wait to chase them down in hallways and take pictures of oh, them yeah. and, and oh, see yeah. the construction and stuff but yeah it's it's mm-hmm. It's kind of like this very humbling and beautiful creative circle where like we're creating this content and they're taking this content and they're making more beautiful things. And then they're going out into the world with those beautiful things, which is inspiring other people to oh, do yeah. that. So it's it's just uh, it's really, really cool. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about what that would feel like to be on that end, like uh, like your company, for example, like just seeing how much people love the characters and then taking that love and spending extra time to put together mm-hmm. these really amazing cosplays. And I've seen some really cool ones where I was like, yeah. wow, that person's like actually Zarina walking around in her onesie. Like how is that? <laughs> that? That blows my mind. And I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And the community team's really great about finding them and also retweeting and stuff on weekends and, and showcasing mm-hmm. it because the, the community does have a lot of talent. I, yeah. I'm just still trying to figure out what I'm going to make as my first Dead by Daylight cosplay because, like, oh. I'm I'm way overdue to mm-hmm. make something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, is there any character you lean towards? Honestly, I – well, I did, like, a closet cosplay of Michaela for, for Halloween. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like I want to do something really unexpected, but I don't even know what that is. I mean, mm-hmm. if I were to say today, I would probably do the artist. Um, okay. I, I really yeah. like her. And I was also like really attached to some of her activations when she was announced um, mm-hmm. because I was an artist. I was able to be like, well, let's make oh, a yeah. fake gallery and let's do oh, this. Yeah. So we got to do some really cool stuff for her. And she's just creepy. Like she's creepy and beautiful. And I really like that intersection. Like spirit mm-hmm. lives there too for me where I'm like, I love the horror element, but there's also like yeah. this eerie beauty, which I, I tend to really enjoy. Yeah. Th- I, I can appreciate that because there's like I, I find beauty in the weirdest places. Like there's um I I might out myself a little bit here, but I find <laughs> there's something really beautiful about the end of the have you seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you know when Bubba's thrashing around, and he's got his chainsaw and he's upset because the mm-hmm. one girl got away. And I'm like, I cry every time I see that scene because she got away and he's upset <laughs> and he's this cute chubby boy and he, he doesn't know any better. It's just all he knows. And for me, my heart goes out to him. I'm like, Oh dude, I'm sorry. She got like, it's, <laughs> it's so strange. <laughs> but Yeah. I'm like a, 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 a sopping mess over here every time at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh and, my God. Next time I watch it, I'm going to absolutely think of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. But, it's like such an electric scene because like you've got him like that the truck driver gets out and he attacks everybody there and it's just it's so intense and i i think it's more or less just a release because that whole movie is it's so crazy and uh but yeah and, and i'm the same way like in, in um mad max fury road i don't know if you, you may have seen that yeah. one so there was a scene in particular where they show like there's it's like a dark setting and there's like people on stilts and they're dressed kind of like crows and birds and Mm -hmm. stuff and to me that was the most beautiful part of the movie and they look kind of like vultures and i think vultures are beautiful too and they actually do really good work like vultures actually protect us from like disease and decay and all kinds of things but um yeah I, i like finding beauty and places maybe other people wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) no i I fully agree like um especially as someone who who's attracted to like the horror and the macabre and like as you saw from my cosplay i'm usually either doing some sort of alien or um something very like extremely stylized like borderlands or Mm -hmm. um i've done some crossplay where i do men like I, i i have no problem with people doing traditionally beautiful Mm-hmm. whatever but that's just not something that ever really appealed to me mm-hmm. I, I like i like kind of making it a little a little weird <laughs> yeah I, I did see that one cosplay where you i think it was a male character with like blonde hair and, yeah that was Colin yeah. from dragon age inquisition oh, okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't play that game so i'm not too familiar with the characters but i was like wow may looks like really handsome there <laughs> it was really interesting i just <laughs> I thought yeah. that was really cool. Like that kind of boggles my mind when people can, you know, like you say, you take it to these mm-hmm. different kinds of limits. And well, I, I think that's cool. Expected I might be attractive, man, because yeah. my siblings are all men. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, well, they look pretty good objectively. Like maybe yeah. I can do it too. <laughs> and yeah. also in real life, I'm I'm five nine, so I'm not. Okay. I'm not like super tall, but I'm tall mm-hmm. enough that some people were like, wait a second. Like, just like, yeah. I, I, I got most people decently until I talked and then it was just like, oh, okay. 
Oh, <laughs> that's right. I, I guessed your height on Twitter, I think, a yes, couple weeks exactly ago. exactly correct. Exactly, yeah. I was like, how? <laughs> I just, I told you, I was like, you give off like tall girl vibes, but not not freakishly tall, but, you know, taller than the average uh, female, so. Taller than the average bear, yeah. Yeah. And the worst part is I always wear heels and platforms and stuff too, so mm-hmm. um, I, 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 I am very much drunk on my own tallness. Okay. I continue That's to cool. accentuate it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot with something kind mm-hmm. of fun. On the topic of Twitter, we're, we're talking Twitter here. And I think that anybody in the Dead by Daylight community won't be too shocked or surprised to. to I'm introducing a new segment. I, I don't know if you have you seen Hot Ones? Oh, the it's wing a YouTube show. show? Yes, yeah. yes, where they do the whole social media. This is your yeah. Instagram. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. so they, they have that section called Explain That Gram. Well, this is a <laughs> podcast platform, so I can't really like show people pictures on like uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is I can ask you to explain that tweet or I can read <laughs> out a tweet of yours and give you an opportunity to elaborate on it. You may know the one I'm already talking about. Um so I read this tweet and I was, you know, I clutched my pearls when I read it and I giggled. Um, this tweet you you posted, I'm Canadian and I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but you can absolutely stuff this turkey. <laughs> I think I sent shockwaves through the whole community that day. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm a little filthy. And like you said, uh, Dead by Daylight community, uh, not... <laughs> Not going to be shocked about that. <laughs> and Bioware as well. Like when I worked yeah. in Bioware, I was like, there's no way I'm finding community thirstier than this. And then I found Dead by Daylight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that that's me and my uh, levity. And if I if I think of something funny, like I almost can't control myself. Like I have to, yeah. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like I find uh, Thanksgiving is like a rough time for me. Like holidays are oh, often yeah. a rough time. So I'll, yeah. I'll tend to like do a lot of shit posting. Oh yeah. Um, about holiday stuff around then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that cracked me up. And I read some <laughs> of the responses and yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, that's that's a dead by daylight community person right there. <laughs> yes, yes. Stuffing yeah. stuffing up turkeys. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is like I can relate to that in so many ways. Cause I'll be like when I'm when I'm especially when I'm streaming Dead by Daylight, I'll be like getting kind of sussy i'll be like oh daddy david's shirtless daddy david's touching me or i'm like are you guys jealous i'm like he's he's rubbing my back and he's he's uh making me feel calm and while this killer's trying to get us and we're having a moment here and (laughs) of course that's very tame to some of the other stuff and like uh, other things we see in the community but i i find that to be a fun aspect of the game because yeah let's face it it's an adult game and adults are going to play it and Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the models are, are very attractive. <laughs> so it's very true. And I mean, there's also like a whole um like decades of horror and sexuality being intertwined, you know, oh, yeah. like e- even even the birth of like romantic horror literature, it's in there, mm-hmm. you know, like there's there's oh, always yeah. been this thing about like, you know, vampires are sexy, um, oh, yeah. people who stab you are sexy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. People tie you up for sexy. Like it's just it's all kind of in there. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm never I'm never really shocked at what comes out of people's mouths. I just can't oh, yeah. always retweet it. Oh yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So 
Spoiler, read, read May's likes. Read May's likes. Check check her likes. <laughs> the she ones was quietly we like. The, the, that's where the good stuff is. <laughs> um, yeah. On that topic, when are we, when are, when are y'all going to treat us to shirtless Felix? Because <laughs> that's oh, a hot topic in the community, yes. right? You're, you're not satisfied with Vittorio. That wasn't enough for you. <laughs> Vittorio. Yeah, he does. He does give off the, the daddy vibes. Yeah. I, yeah. I do appreciate that, but I do, I do like the boy band type a little bit too. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I knew that, um, I would have to take it to my grave. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I don't even know though. Yeah, like honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I figured. Yeah, I did. I just wanted to put you on the spot for a second there. No, it's I, true. You made me yeah. blush. I'm just like, oh, shirtless people. But yeah, um, it, it, it's one of those things where like. It it's so beyond shirtless Phoenix Felix when now like it's just it's mm-hmm. become it's completely different thing like oh yeah felix is like a, a, a an personification of sexuality in dead by daylight like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's evolved beyond just a person at this point so oh yeah um, i hope it happens for us one day like yeah. i'll just leave it at that <laughs> oh yeah oh totally and oh like on the topic we're talking daddies and stuff like that how how um like how meaningful was it when when uh, we introduced uh, David's gay, right? Like in Correct, the lore. Yeah. yeah. How, how did? How, can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be? And like, are you yes. able to talk about like the origins of that from origin to like where we are now? Well, um, Dead by Daylight's Twitter did have two really good statements on it. So if you ever want to hear, like, if you want to see it in the official source, uh, you can check there. But basically, um, it's something that we really wanted to do for a long time. Uh, and it was very important to the team that we do it correctly. So, uh, we've been working with consultants at GamerX and, uh, they've been helping us go through the lore and find ways to celebrate LGBT characters in a way that isn't, um, tokenizing or bury your gaze or anything like that. So it's taking a little bit, it's taking time because, Mm -hmm. um, we want to make sure that everyone feels safe and represented. But, uh, yeah, it was a huge moment for us. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. we, and I cannot wait for the progression of that to happen. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause I get the real sense that that's, that's not where this ends. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure I can picture a future where we <laughs> have a trans person in the, in the group, whether that's in the future character chapter or current. You know, well, there's lore. also some hidden representation. Uh, Sadako is canonically intersex. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Uh, a lot oh, of people wow. are familiar with Ring and not Ringu itself, but yeah, right. so, some some of it's already kind of in there. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, oh, that's amazing. The true. Oh, am I going to get the skin wrong? Um, one of the Crypt TV skins, the the tree one for the hag. That oh, right. character is also canonically trans. That's so, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember. Yeah. I mean, there's it's little things, but it's there, mm, you know. Yeah. And and I cannot wait until there's more. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I get a feeling with people like you and the people on your team, like that's, you know, y'all are always going to be there, whispering in everybody's ear. We need we need this representation still, yeah. and uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's 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 fun every single time they 
give us a preview about the new chapters. I'm always excited about things that are coming out. And, and uh, yeah, it, we're, I mean, it's never going to stop. We're just going to yeah. keep getting a cooler and cooler group of characters for everyone to play. That's amazing. That's really cool. I was curious about like, in terms of like the, there's one thing that really bugs me when I, when it comes to the community, I'm, I'm going to bitch about the community for a okay. second here. <laughs> That's what we do. That's all we do in dead by daylight. We complain about each other. Um, when it comes to like, let's say for example, dead by daylight releases the winter cosmetics and people are like, Hey, cool. Like I remember they, they did the community vote, which I thought was cool. The community voted for the wrong one, but <laughs> it's another conversation, <laughs> but like, I'll see some people posting on Twitter or TikTok or wherever. And they'll say, Oh, well, if they weren't so focused on cosmetics, they could fix the issues with the game. But like, I don't see those completely relating. Like, am I way off with that? Or, um, I can't How do you say, respond when you say that? See that? I mean, I don't, I don't respond because, um, yeah. often when you have people that are in that frame of mind, uh, there's very little reasoning with them. Yeah. So I just tend to, uh, not throw gasoline on the fire because when you yeah. have someone again, who's in that mind frame, almost anything you say is going to get twisted. That's um, true. So basically the people who are posting on Twitter and making the cosmetics and fixing the game, like these are all very different people mm -hmm. and we're a massive well-oiled machine. It, yeah. So the, the, the thing that I can say is it's not an either or situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes that people don't understand, which mm -hmm. is why I just like, I mean, obviously we're human beings. Sometimes we see that and it hurts. And, you yeah. know, um, also as, the player experience team, they're all fantastic. Like we will take note when we see things repeatedly so we can consolidate that information and use it going forward. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, um, I like to think that they're not being deliberately malicious and they're just yeah. passionate. Yeah. And I like to think that it's just coming from a place of, um, like they don't, they don't know, they don't realize, you yeah. know, yeah. but yeah. I, I see where or situation. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I've always thought because, like, I'm an IT person, and uh, a previous guest I had on the podcast that they, they're also in IT, mm -hmm. and you know, there's a, the thing is with anything IT related, you've got project managers, you've got all these teams that are working towards one goal. And you don't have like one person or one group of people making all the decisions and deciding what ends up in the final product. Like quite often there's like, yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of fingers in there, a lot of mm -hmm. project managers making decisions. And the amount of times I've had um, a developer in a meeting say, I could fix this thing on the website if you guys would just let me, but the project manager won't let me, so I can't. So my hands are tied and they're not letting me <laughs> take the time to fix these things. So... Yeah, they. Yeah, that's that's one thing that always is always in the back of my mind. I'm just like, oh my gosh, these people just don't understand how like IT works and how projects <laughs> work, and there's so many moving moving parts. And that's it, you know. And and the team is so big, and the team is so competent. And basically, like when people are negative, I'm like, I wish I could show you how hard everyone works mm -hmm. and how much people to collaborate to try and bring you the best experience and best game possible. Yeah. And we'll never, I mean, there's always going to be something, but yeah. 
you know, you just try not to let it get to you and mm-hmm. take note of the things that, you know, are valid critiques. Cause obviously mm-hmm. there are people in the community that do have valid critiques. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying yeah. to say they're all, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. 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 I, I think that's fair. And, uh, and yeah, that's the thing. Like you, you mentioned earlier, they're, they're, y'all are real people you know, with feelings and like, obviously some way or another, you're going to be seeing these, these tweets, like you're going to see some positive, happy thoughts and, but it's the ones that yell the loudest sometimes that get to us the most. And that's, that's a really unfortunate aspect of whether it's content creation or video game development. Like it's, it's really hard to ignore those. I mean, it can loud, be, yeah. but honestly, like I would say the, the good far outweighs the bad. And mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes when things feel really personal and really rough, I just have to remind myself to give myself a little space and a little per- perspective yeah. because it's it's often not even about us, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You can really tell when it's a reflection of the person who's mm-hmm. upset about something. They're like, okay, there, there's something else going on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's unfortunate. Um. Now, I wanted to get back to, uh, back to you. You talked a little bit about how in, in your role, you, you know, you help select the Fog Whisperers and give out the Twitch shirts and such. Um, there are going to be a lot of people listening to this podcast who are yeah, content creators. Yeah, you should creators. probably edit that out. <laughs> oh, you think? <laughs> no, oh, kidding. should I? <laughs> okay, I was like... <laughs> No, but it, it is it is the team. It is the team. Everyone so, pays attention and watches the hashtags very, yeah. uh, very. Um, uh, we pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what are some ways uh, outside of like maybe using the hashtags that people that's, can get get the team's attention? Honestly, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Hashtag and tagging. We we have tools to listen and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like. If you just kind of use it on social media, you use it in your Twitch, uh, your Twitch things, you're going live tweets, things like that. Yeah. We we do random searches of the directory. Like we cool. do try and just like go around and find as many different people as possible mm-hmm. um, to to consider and such. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like it it's there's so much out there, and you know, yeah. we always, I always feel like the team is just scratching the surface and we're oh, always yeah. looking for more and more people to, to That's bring cool. in. <laughs> yeah. And I saw a video of a girl who talked about how much the game means to her. Just some and... punkster. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was making the rounds recently. Yeah. yeah. I got like emotional watching that. Cause it's like, that's so beautiful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think that, I think that like, in terms of the community, I'm, I'm pretty plugged into the community. This won't be news to you. I, you know, I think there's like a group of people who are feeling burnt out and feeling like it's okay to just insult the game and insult the community and be rude and nasty. But there are some of us who are like, you know, I may have some issues with the game. I, I have a lot of issues with the people in the community at the end of the day, I love this game and that's why mm-hmm. I dedicate my content to it and why we're sitting here having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I do like to see those kinds of moments because, um, you know, it, it's more than a game, right? Like it mm-hmm. ties so many of us together. I've formed some really amazing friendships through this game and through this community. And 
I'm always like consciously just like, okay, I got to try to like avoid the negative, weird energy people and just focus on, on the good of what's happening through this game and community. So yeah, because there's a lot of really beautiful, incredible people in the community, you know, like it, it's I'm always in awe of all of the content creators and all the people out there who are just making these really positive, beautiful, safe spaces for people, you know, yeah. so yeah. it's uh, it's more good than bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Now, I'm curious, like in terms of. Of playing the game, like to. I, I don't want to put you on the spot and be like, how many hours do you play every week? But like, do you, um, do you make time? And I do, do, do you... make time. It's yeah. actually, to me, a very important part of game development and being on the team. Um, mm -hmm. I do do all of the play tests. I don't tend to play recreationally a lot. Um, okay. Yeah. But I do invest a certain amount of time every week to mm -hmm. mess around with all the new stuff. Um, I'm always down to survive with friends, but uh, I am mm -hmm. a terrible killer. Now that we have bots uh, in the game, I've been telling yeah. myself I'm going to start like <laughs> training over winter break because at yeah. this point, like I need some sort of dummy account or something because like uh, I'm I'm almost embarrassed to represent the company <laughs> with how badly I play. <laughs> yeah. um, there was a Twitch Montreal thing last uh, last Christmas, and they invited me to play Dead by Daylight with some content creators, and I was just like. You have no idea oh. what you're asking of me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I did it though because I think yeah. um, it's good content. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look at this behavior noob. They bad at their own game. Like, what's going on? Like, it's. <laughs> I never thought about that because, like, there must be some kind of there must be like some kind of invisible bar that the community sets for anybody who works at behavior to yeah. be like at a certain skill level for the game, but uh, it's not an easy game to play. <laughs> no. And that's the thing. Like you would think that with a certain amount of hours, you would just eventually get good, but that is mm. not the case for me. Like oh, yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. um, it's Dead by Daylight was actually one of the first multiplayer games that I got into um, okay. aside from Borderlands, which was pretty much the only other multiplayer that I would play online. And that's so mm -hmm. much not so much multiplayer as is cooperative. Um, mm -hmm. And I tend to be like one of those players that is kind of run around doing support for everyone. So like, yeah. you know, I'll heal, I'll be on gens, I'll, I'll do some chases, but I'm not particularly gifted or talented at any of them. Yeah. And um, the thing... The thing that I wish people knew is that while we're testing all these things, I don't always remember what's in the live game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so there is a little bit of like disassociation, right? Where I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, sometimes I'll misremember things. Sometimes oh, yeah. something that was discussed as a feature isn't a feature. Um, right. I, I don't think I'm surprising anyone from this information because like even the PTB to release there are changes. So oh, yeah. um, sometimes yeah. my brain is just absolutely scrambled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, when you consider, like, how many add-ons there are for every killer, all the different perks, mm -hmm. um, the different status messages and stuff, that's actually what put me off the game when I first started playing. Mm -hmm. Like, I played for about two, three weeks, and I uninstalled, and I, you know, my friend was like, oh, this killer has barbecue and chili, and I'm like, what is that? And he's like, oh, they see your aura, and I'm like, what's an aura? And he's like, <laughs> and uh, I was like... He's telling me I have will make it. You can see by the little icon there. I'm like, what icon? And I was so confused. And <laughs> there is 
a very difficult learning curve to Dead by Daylight in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like I find, well, at least for me, like I, I can't speak for everyone, obviously, because there are some people that just kind of have this higher level strategy in them. Um, but for me, like the thing that I found really interesting about Dead by Daylight is at the point of entry, um, it's easy for it to be fun immediately, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. difficult to get good. Yeah. In my experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I warn people that when I play, like I'm really casual, but I have a lot of fun and that's how I, I enjoy the social aspect of the game more than mm -hmm. the competitive one, which is also yeah. a valid play style, you know? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love watching people go hard, but sometimes I'm like, I do not, I do not want to be that sweaty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Cause I, I have a friend who befriends the killer almost every single round, but <laughs> I'm just like, get on a gin right now. Fix it. <laughs> Stop messing with the Myers, you freak. <laughs> so I'm like, sweaty tournament mode sometimes. Uh, I mean, they're all valid play styles, right? You just, yeah. just got to hope that like, if you're playing with friends, you're on the same vibe. <laughs> yeah. But there, there are really cool moments. Like I ran into, um, I'm getting used to saying Fungmin. That's how you pronounce her name, Fungmin. Um, I ran into two Fungs who both had flashlights. I was the killer. I was Wraith. And they were just both being really cute. Like, they were, like, <laughs> blocking me. They were clicking their flashlights at me and just being really playful. And mm -hmm. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to adjust my play style to what they're doing. But the other people in the game didn't quite pick up on that. They, they, they were, you know, trying to play super hard and so i eliminated them and i was like <laughs> running around with the, the fung mins and we were just goofing around and I, I captured some some of the highlights and i i still want to find those people because they're they're on console so i couldn't message them and i was like <laughs> darn it that was a cute round <laughs> that's so fun i i remember the day that we released the pride charm um, I went in and I played a bunch because there was a ton of us that were just running around with the pride charm pointing at each other. Um, oh, yeah. there were, there were some very wholesome moments or oh, like, cool. you'd go and you see the pride charm on the killer thing. And you're like, well, I guess I'll let him hook me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, yeah, that, that's actually one of the things that makes DVD really special. Like I feel honestly that streamers keep making this game better and better with their content, but also like the passion feeds into our passion and just becomes yeah. this like very beautiful thing. But DVD is one of those games where like, it's so streamable and it's so enjoyable to watch because you yeah. never really know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? And sometimes there's these like incredibly cute and beautiful moments and you're just like, what? Or sometimes there's like really tight gameplay and sometimes it's just like, you're having a bad day and you go and mm -hmm. you distract yourself, you know? Yeah. That's the thing that I find really incredible about Dead by That's Daylight cool. as a game. You know, I'm curious, like, while you're talking about that, is there anything that really stands out to you that really shocked you or the team with the way somebody played or, like, a, a mechanic in the game that you maybe didn't see happening, but you're like, oh, that's actually pretty cool? No. I mean, I feel like... I feel like the community is so inventive. They're constantly mm -hmm. finding ways to bamboozle me. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, those two perks together would be absolutely devastating. Yeah. Um, 
But I feel like sometimes it's the community reactions to things that we've been putting out. Like like I mentioned the pride charms, but we also recently um, made a charm for puppers, one of our fog whispers. Right, yeah. And seeing everyone run around with the puppers charm and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like though those are the moments for me. Yeah. Um and of course, like into the fogs and into the rainbows, sometimes mm-hmm. seeing the ridiculous talent. <laughs> oh yeah. It's it's pretty impressive. But yeah, for me, uh, it's a lot of um, the unexpected social interactions. Like that's the Mm -hmm. part that I find really interesting about Dead by Daylight. That's cool. What really gets me is when when you see when I'm watching those events, it it kind of boggles my mind how some of the streamers are just so in tune with what's entertaining. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I it's that's a skill you can't really teach. So when something happens in the game and the way they can just kind of have fun with that and um, just see things so much differently from the rest of us and just have these uh, really funny moments. I, that That's a part of what really keeps me coming back to this game is just seeing the way people can be creative and the way they can be silly and goofy and have fun and uh, I, I do enjoy the high high skill stuff too of mm-hmm. course uh, I can definitely enjoy and appreciate that because I'm like man I wish I was that good <laughs> but uh sometimes it's just not the case and I'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes I watch people and I'm like man I really wish I could be that good but you know we we all have our own special talents <laughs> oh yeah oh definitely so is there anybody on the team that you like to swift with? Is, do, do y'all have little groups? Any... Well, we do. Um, we have our play test groups and I tend to yeah. play with people um, on the player experience team because that's, that's I'm immediately on the influencer management team, but we're part mm. of the player experience team, okay. um, yeah. which is, which is a bunch of really awesome people. Um, but yeah, I would say like, I tend to, to just stick with them. Um, mm. When I streamed more regularly, uh, well, I'm still part of a stream team, and the stream team mm-hmm. is Rainbow Arcade. Um, yeah. It's a beautiful LGBTQIA2S plus uh, team, and they are the people who actually introduced me to Dead by Daylight. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, they were just like, hey, play with us. And I was like, what is this game? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then like a, a year later, I was working for Behavior, so it was oh, kind of so kismet. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I, I tend to play with people on rainbow arcade or um mm-hmm. my immediate team at work but like like i said i'm down to clown like uh mm-hmm. i i did the thing for twitch montreal i i've done yeah. other things before but um i would say that i'm someone who needs to be um invited like okay I, yeah i i i find that i i tend to be like just kind of doing my own thing yeah uh, and then if i see someone on steam playing it i'll be like maybe but as soon as they message me i'm like yes we're going. Oh, cool. That's all. I'm the same way. Like I, I don't know what it is. Like I think I, I think I know what it is. I think that gamers, content creators, as much as we're social while we're streaming, we're being social. And we're literally, I'm literally the only person here, right? Like mm-hmm. it, physically, it's just me here, so I can just <laughs> say whatever I want, do silly things, say silly things. Mm-hmm. But at, at the end of the day, I think a lot of us are like kind of introverted and like really shy <laughs> about like, like, hey, hey, do you want to play video games with me? Like, it's it's tough, right? Yeah, I mean, 
it, it, it's there's there's a there's definitely a dichotomy because like when it comes to conventions and events and and doing my job i'm very extroverted and i love meeting people and stuff like that but then mm-hmm. um sometimes i'll get in my head and i'll be like well, this person doesn't want to play with me oh I'm no i'm bothering them oh no <laughs> but, yeah but you know that that that's that's being a gamer that's life yeah <laughs> that's life oh gamer. yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, because like I'll see a few friends playing together. I'm like, why didn't they invite me? And I'm like, I'm I'm busy, but I would I would have liked the gesture. <laughs> have it's you ever so done weird. the thing where you like log off and log on again so you pop up? As- oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> if you want to take it to the next level, no, you go to their their stream and you notice them because some <laughs> some people have like the the screen capture so. Say the crow show is now online and (laughs) the crow show is now playing dead by daylight. That's a good, I should do that more. I should, uh, and see how they react and say, Hey, crow's on, we should get him in here or, or will they ignore me? And then I'll just feel even worse. (laughs) That's funny though. That's definitely, I think something that a lot of us do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I think, I think you're not really a streamer unless you get into your head about those things. It's like the same way you don't really have a community unless like your moderators bully you. Like it's Mm -hmm. just, it's part of the streamer dynamic. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's hundred percent about it. Like I I wanted to talk about your, your streaming days. Mm -hmm. Cause like I looked into your past and I saw you played uh, dragon age and Mm -hmm. I think dead by daylight and, uh, I think I saw Mass Effect and I think I saw some art, artwork, artwork streams. Yes. Did I see that as well? I predominantly do creative streams uh, now because mm-hmm. it's just like it's games are a little bit more work focused and art yeah. is a little bit more relaxation focused. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I've done a lot of playthroughs. What, as you can tell, it was mostly like really long RPGs. Like I did The Witcher. Yeah. I did all of the Dragon Age games. I did all the Mass oh, Effect cool. games. And all that stuff. So now um, what I've been doing when I do stream, which unfortunately I haven't done for a while, um, yeah. is I either do my art or cosplay streams or mm-hmm. I do um, episodic or short form indie games. Like I okay. really, really love indie games. They're one of my cool. passions, especially yeah. ones that are like kind of creepy. Like you have like Oxen Free or What Dem- Remains of Edith Finch and like these kind right. of like atmospheric, really fun games to be chatty with. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer to stream those as my own content. Okay. Um, because it, it's just it's 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 different enough that it gives me something yeah. different, satisfying, you know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's really important to have that when you're a streamer. Like, a, as much as I love streaming Dead by Daylight as my main game, recently i I took a time out to stream The Quarry, and for me, oh, that yeah. was like so freeing to just play something else and like have different kind of content on my channel and people appreciated seeing me freaking out over choices I made and, (laughs) you know, like the way I responded to certain moments. And of course games like the quarry have like a very dedicated audience. So a lot of people were tuning in just to see Mm -hmm. like the choices I was making and things that I was doing. So and it, I, I find Life is Strange is a lot like that, too. It's funny. I was just about to bring up Life is Strange. Like, I remember at one point when I was streaming the first book, I th- the first book, the first game, mm-hmm. I, I think I grabbed, like, an extra, like, 25 viewers that just, like, were just oh, yeah. obsessed with yeah. finding out what my playthrough was. Yeah. And uh, I do a lot of games like that. Like, I really love the Telltale games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just... There's something about narrative-driven games that has always been, like, a passion of mine. So while... Mm-hmm. 
Dead by Daylight is super interesting because it's like these interactive moments that you can't replicate. Mm-hmm. Narrative games are kind of like the soothing, allow me to take you on a journey kind of thing. Oh, so yeah. it's it's just like, it's the two vibes. Like I yeah. want screaming murder, death and mayhem, or I want mm-hmm. like to <laughs> be reduced to tears by a story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm 100% the same way because like, yeah, life is strange. Uh, I'll be halfway through the first chapter and I'm always like, you guys didn't see me crying, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> so what did you choose? Was, was oh, it for the first one. Bay? Yeah. It, it, um, <laughs> some people may not be happy with this. I, I chose I chose the people. Me too. Over, over, okay, good. Okay, yeah. Everyone I was, was like, so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, in my head, I was like, I could save generations of people. And I'd love to save this one person, this one love of my life. But like, what's I I, I couldn't live with myself if I no. eliminated an entire community. I was like, I can't do it. That's <laughs> it. I it's funny because my my chat was right along with me for most of it, and I even yeah. managed to um oh, I can't remember her name, but I even managed to save the girl on the roof, which apparently stunned people. Oh yeah, um, no, I didn't. I didn't save her. Sadly, yeah. Well, and- I. I I have a really good memory. It's one of my yeah. blessings and a curse. And I just picked oh, cool. all the right things because I yeah. remember seeing the portrait with her family and her sister. And apparently oh. that's one of the trigger things. Oh, but no yeah. way. So um, when, when I was like, no, I'm saving, I'm saving everyone. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but Chloe. And I was like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm really I'm like, there are other beautiful tattooed ladies for me to fall in love with. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly i've always been like i mean i grew up on star trek right like i'm very vulcan i'm like the needs of the many Uh, you know (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but in but in many ways you you feel more deeply than these other than humans right yeah yeah (laughs) you know the part that got me the most while we're in the topic of life is strange is when uh was it chloe was in the hospital Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh that wrecked me like yeah I think I have that highlighted somewhere on my Twitch or YouTube or somewhere, but I was just a mess. And I was like, but at the same time, I was like really impressed because I was like, I'm playing a video game and I'm like a part of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that aspect. Um, yeah. I think Don't Nod is great. Did you play Tell Me Why? I haven't yet. No. I think you'd yeah, really like recommend it. Recommend it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to add it to my, my, massive pile of movies or games that well, are like basically movies. are movies yeah right? <laughs> yeah exactly interactive movies oh totally that's one thing i was curious about is like in terms of because dead by daylight let, let's face it is is the basically the leader in the asymmetrical horror genre how do y'all pave the way and are you able to draw inspiration from other games or other other things like movies or TV shows and stuff like that? I mean, I think intrinsically movies, because a lot of our licenses are horror movie based. Um, and I think that any good game developer and game designer is constantly being inspired by the work of their peers. Like we mm-hmm. we love to cheer each other on and. Yeah. You know, sometimes a good thing in another game won't work for your game, but sometimes there's really interesting things to be learned. So I would say, yeah, like Mm -hmm. if you're a creative, in my opinion, you should always be learning and taking in what's around you because there's always opportunity for growth. Oh, absolutely. One of the most profound things I, I read in an article and it stuck with me my entire life 
um, I used to be in the online film criticism world and mm-hmm. there was this writer that I, I looked up to very much. And, um, it was just this article of like, you know, 30 different film writers, uh, critics talking about, I think the question was, what do you, what do you suggest to up and coming writers, people who aspire to be film writers, film journalists, stuff like that. And everybody's like, you know, you want to work on your technique and like make sure it flows well and stuff. But like one answer was um, you have to live life. You have to be (laughs) you have to fall in love, get hurt, you know. Communicate with your best friends, you know, talk to your parents, talk to your siblings. You've got to work shitty jobs. (laughs) You've got to get yelled at by your boss. You've got to stand up for yourself. You've got to maybe struggle a little bit as you move out and be on your own and start paying rent and uh, get into the dating scene and like <laughs> all, all this stuff. I was like, that makes so much sense because like the, the more life you live, uh, I think the more you can bring to any experience, whether it's in your career, or the art that you create, stuff like that. So. Like, that's really cool. I love that. I'm going to hold on to that <laughs> and uh, share with anybody who's willing to listen. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to keep you for too much longer. Yeah. And I, I think I, I do have to get going pretty soon anyway. Same, same. Um, There's always but, uh, things to do in my yeah, world. <laughs> oh, exactly. I'll bet. Um, I, I do like to give everybody a chance to plug anything that you're working on. Is there any any socials or anything you want to mention at this point well i'm the mermaid everywhere so that's t-h-e underscore m-e-r-m-a-e um like instagram twitch twitter so you can find me there on all of the platforms Mm -hmm. um i am looking to start streaming again over the christmas break so if people want to come and check that out that's really cool um you can come see me for slightly adult tweets on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, you can see thousands of pictures of my dog on Instagram. Um, yes. Yeah. So it, I, and you know, um, if you haven't checked out Dead by Daylight, I don't know why you're listening to this, but you, you want to consider <laughs> <laughs> checking out Dead by Daylight. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, I'd, I'd like, I mean, that's my self-promotion, but I just want to say for the record, like, you know, this team at Behavior is, is hands down one of the greatest teams I've ever worked with. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's the best job I've ever had. And if you can spare like a little bit of positivity or, you know, boosting cool things, uh, you don't know what it means to us. Like it means the world to us. So just keep creating the content you're creating and, uh, yeah, inspiring people because it inspires us to do, to do more too. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time. And uh, thanks to everybody at Behavior for putting out this game and (laughs) tying all of our communities together and uh, keeping us together. And, you know, uh, yeah, again, I can't stress how much this game means to me and how it helped me feel more connected to my bisexual side and just um, feeling love and acceptance from... uh, the people who are in my community. So it means, it means the world to me. So well, it means the world to me too. So. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> to, to anybody who's listening, uh, thank you very much for your ears. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and 
Remember to like and subscribe and uh, tell all your friends. Send a link to your grandma and your (laughs) your parents and your cousins and your aunties and stuff. So thank you very much. And I hope you have a nice day.